are listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast and my name is Scott Love, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're a rainmaker, then you're in the business of sales. I know we want to call it client development, strategic account management, business development, Whatever we call it, we're still in the business of selling our professional services, and we need to have the right sort of mindset. Some people have had the mindset where they're selling out, but our guest today, Andy Paul, is going to tell us about how do we sell without selling out. He's going to talk about a selling-in mindset. You're probably familiar with Andy. He's a very successful and sought-out speaker and author on the topic of sales. Make sure you check out the show notes and connect with him. He's also going to talk about his book, Sell Without Selling Out. And I'm going to put the link to Amazon on the show notes to make it easy for you. I think it's going to be a great investment for you to get Andy's book. It has some solid ideas in it, and I'd highly recommend that. Make sure you connect with Andy You can reach him directly by going to the show notes. And if you have an upcoming presentation where you're looking for a keynote speaker, I'm sure he'd be very interested in talking with you about that. Thank you for listening. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's Andy Pohl talking about how to sell without selling out. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is Andy Paul, and today we're talking about how to sell without selling out. Andy, thanks for joining me on the show today. Scott, thank you for having me. And so you've done work within legal, you've done work in different industries in the areas of sales and client development. And when you say selling out, tell me, what does that mean exactly when you say, how do we sell without selling out? Well, to sell out means that you put your interest ahead of those of the buyer or the client, mm-hmm. right? So if you're trying to develop a new client, develop a new piece of business, it's sort of the stereotypical sales behavior. You're just focused on what's in it for you and how are you going to get yeah. what you want, as opposed to how can you really understand what's most important to the buyer and help them get that or to the client and help them get that. So let me ask you this then. Why do you think, sure. that's, why do you think most people struggle with that issue? <laughs> well, that's the, the $64 million question. I think it's a lot of just how we're socialized to think about this idea of selling. And because yeah. that's really what you're doing. You're developing a client, uh, professional services firm, law firm, whatever. You know, you're selling your services. Really, you're selling yourself more than anything else. And that's the first the first sort of hurdle to be uh, surmounted. And... I think people just assume they have to put on an act to yeah. to do that, right? That it's that it's a persona they have to acquire or assume as a seller. And whether they get that from yeah, movies or TV or maybe they know somebody in sales, is there's this idea that you have to act a certain way. And yeah. really the way you want to act is be yourself, right? And yeah. the more you can be yourself, and then the higher the likelihood that you actually have the ability to connect with the person that you're trying to do business with and build the level of trust you need and so on that will open the door to you being able to influence whatever decision they're going to make. And so how do we get to that point then? How do we get to the point that we start consciously knowing that we have to act this way? We have to ask questions. We have to find out more about them. How do we bridge that gap? Well, it starts with just really understanding what the job is that you're trying to do. 
So for most people in this position that, you know, they're trying to sell something, whether it's themselves, a service as a product, is they believe their job is to persuade the other person to purchase their product or to contract with them as a client. And when you have that mindset that your job is just to persuade somebody to buy your service, then this whole idea of really understanding the things that are important to them and what they're looking to achieve and accomplish sort of go by the wayside because it doesn't really matter. You're just trying to persuade them to buy your product. And, And so if you have that mindset, that's the selling out mindset that your job is to persuade somebody to buy your product or services. The selling in mindset is that your job is to listen to this person ask questions, make sure you really understand what are the things that are truly most important to them in terms of maybe the challenges they face and the objectives they're trying to achieve and then help them get that. Got it. So selling out, yeah, selling out, that's the mindset where it's all about you. Selling in is the mindset of where it's all about them. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that, and I talk about this in my book, is you can be what I call a giver with an agenda which means that you're transparent in your motivations is look, Mr. Client or Ms. Client, I'm here to help you because I know that the only path to success for me is to help you get what's important to you, to help right. you succeed. And you have to approach it from that mindset. And so that's, that's the start is assuming that you're achieving or acquiring and, and utilizing the right mindset every time you interact with a potential client. I like that. A giver with an agenda. And it's okay to have that agenda, right? Yeah, just be transparent about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, the fact is that whether you're in sales or you're selling a professional service as a partner at a law firm or whatever, yeah, the client's under no illusion about what you're trying to do. (laughs) I mean, right? Right. That's right. I mean, it's like, that's the other problem. People think, well, if I act a certain way, I can sort of cloak what I'm really here for. It's like, no, (laughs) just own it. They know who you are and that's fine. So, so let me ask you this then. They know sure. what we're here for. However, we got there, whether it was, we met them at a conference, they saw us mm-hmm. speak in a panel, whatever it is, we have that, we're on that Zoom call with that prospective client. Right. And this is the time we can make that pitch. This is the time we present. Should we address it? Should we say, my goal here is to sell you something or how do you think we should set it up? And I know I'm kind of, exaggerating when I say it that way, but, but what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Don't pitch, right? Who wants to be pitched? Right. I mean, think about when you meet somebody that could be a prospective client in the same frame as if you met somebody that perhaps would be a friend, you know, somebody you met at a social gathering or a church or, uh, you know, back to school night or whatever. What's your first interaction with like with them? Do you, you know, pitch yourself why you should be their friend? <laughs> or do you ask a question maybe about them, right? Where are they from? Where, you know, where'd they grow up? When did they move to this area? Uh, you know, ask about their kids, be interested in them. I mean, how do you make yourself interesting to someone else? Whether yeah, it's in personal or personal life or business life, how do you make yourself interesting to someone else? It's to be interested in them. So the thing that <laughs> this motion that you go through to make a friend, it's what you do to start connecting with somebody on a business level. You'd be interested in them. You know, if you, if and this is the, again, we think we have to put on this act, we meet somebody in a business context. 
we thus have to act, you know, salesy or, you know, in business, business way. No, you don't have to put your agenda to the fore. Just get to know the person. See if there's some common ground. Connect with them. Because your, your real objective up front is you're trying to build some level of connection and trust yeah. with that person. Because if you do want to pursue a business relationship with them, then you need that level of trust because you're going to start asking questions about their business. And you're going to not get the answers you want. If that trust doesn't exist. Yeah, that's right. How would this apply to people that might see themselves as introverts? They don't see themselves as an extrovert. What advice would you give to that person? Dude, just what I told you. I mean, the fact is that it's the extroverts that would lean into pitching. Introverts tend to be more analytical. So they'd be more interested in understanding the person they're talking to. So yeah, the point I make in my book is that there's no one way to sell. There's no one recipe is your goal is to say, well, how, how can I become the best version of myself in this environment? Right? If I have client development responsibility, how do I become the best version of myself? Well, one is just act like a normal human being for goodness sakes. Right. Right. right, right. And start, start from that premise as though when you meet somebody, you're just going to be you, you know, not you, the salesperson, not you, the powerful partner at this law firm that's trying to impress somebody. It's just you. Right. And if you met somebody new and yeah, you and I met for the first time, are we just going to sit here in silence or somebody going to ask a question? Right. Right. That's what happens. Right. If I meet you for the first time, we sit and look at each other. Does one of us pitch ourselves? Hey, I want you to join my friend funnel. Right. Can I get your email address and start sending <laughs> emails? Of course not. I mean, it's just, right. <laughs> you would ask a question about the other person. Well, that's what you do in business. Be interested in the other person. Ask some questions. Demonstrate so you know, some level of, uh, I said, of, of empathy for them and right. try to understand their situation. It's just, it's pretty straightforward. You know, I, what people have to remember is that there's, look at sort of two levels of skills, let's say, that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some business development skills that might be useful as yeah, being able to be an effective communicator in writing, right? Very important to be a, somewhat articulate as a verbal, from a verbal sense. Sure. Maybe you need good presentation skills. Great. But what under, lies underneath all that is just basic human skills, right? Do I know how to connect with you? Somebody I just met on a human level, make you feel comfortable, you know, build a level of credibility and trust. Because in business, what we're trying to do is, again, as I said before, we're trying to understand what's truly most important to that buyer, that client. Well, if I don't develop that level of trust, then again, I can't really do what I need to do, which is stick my nose into your business and be a little intrusive and find out what those challenges are. Right. And what the, what the outcomes that you're trying to achieve are. Yeah, we don't just open up to everybody. Right. Right. So let me ask you about this. Sure. Let's say we're meeting with someone and we know that we have that rapport. We found things in common. We went to the same school or we know the same people, whatever it is. And now we're at that point. This is my time to investigate and find out about their business. And then I'm going to make a solution in terms of what I do and how that can solve the problem. Hmm. How would you recommend we formulate certain questions that get us to really talk about the issue? How do we segue into 
our business conversation. What do you think about that, Andy? Well, in my book, <laughs> I've got a whole chapter on what curiosity, right? So there are four, if you're not selling out the opposite selling in, there's four pillars to selling in. It's connection, curiosity, understanding, and generosity. In curiosity, I put on the book six question types to help trigger a conversation and lead you down the path to be able to lead the client on the path of right. giving you the information you need to make sure you really understand, again, what's most important to them. And so oh, a couple examples. One is I talk about an insight question. And the insight question is something you can ask the client about their business their problem, their challenge that they should reasonably be expected to know, but possibly don't. Hmm. And, you know, these questions come from, you know, your experience working with, you know, similar clients and similar situations, things that you, you've seen that they've experienced, but they're incredible discovery triggers and conversation triggers because the reaction of the clients could be, oh, you know, hadn't thought about that. What, why is that important? So let me ask you this. When you say sure. a discovery trigger or a conversation trigger, what mm -hmm. does that mean? Well, it opens the door to further questions, right? Is that's, that's really at the heart of everything you're doing is questioning. And what potential clients want from you is not, I mean, ultimately they want answers, but at this stage, what they want, <laughs> they want are your questions because they're talking to you because they don't really know what they don't know. Yeah. Right. So your job of any person in any sort of sales environment is upfront is, you know, you sort of divide, divide a client's decision-making sort of into three street, three stages. Okay. Think about it. It's, it's the what stage, the how stage and the who stage, the who being, Hey, who am I going to, you know, contract with for this, you know, my solution that I need. That's, that's the least important decision <laughs> that they're going to make. Right. Right. That's, that's the third order decision, whether to do business with you. The first order decision is what is, what's my challenge, right? I'm, I'm talking to you as, as, you know, a professional because you have insight into what my challenges are. I think I know what it is, but I don't want you just to say, oh yeah, okay, we can help you with that. I want you to help me understand right. and think more deeply and broadly about these, this issue I have. And to think more deeply and broadly about what the potential outcome could be. That's what happens in the what stage. Yeah. So the what stage, the how stage, and the who stage. Is that right? Yeah. And then the how stage, once you've defined it, then your job as a seller is to help the buyer formulate options for how they can achieve, you know, meet the challenge and achieve their desired outcomes. And so, this, this is how people go through decision-making is we define the problem. We evaluate options. And we formulate multiple options from which to choose. And then we choose one. We decide who we want to yeah, go forward with. So right. at this stage, what you're trying to do is you're trying to help the buyer formulate options for meeting the challenge and achieving their desired outcome. That's great. So let me and, go back. Oh, sure. oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Andy. But let me go back a little bit. You talked about the four pillars to selling in. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me those again. I wanted to make sure I understood all those. You talked about curiosity, connection, and what were the others? It's connection, curiosity, understanding, generosity. Understanding these, and generosity. Got it. These are the four human skills that undergird any success in any sort of sales environment. 
And you know, trouble with so much about you know these the sort of role playing that we talked about right at the beginning of the interview about this. You know, we assume these characters. So we think we need to assume these characters to sell. Those are all learned behaviors and generally bad behaviors from the buyer's perspective, the client's perspective. Is your goal is really how to kind of do this and approach and work with these buyers in a much more human way and using innate behaviors. We're all wired to connect. We're all wired to be curious. Uh, we don't have to be taught how to be curious. We're curious from the second we're born. You yeah, know, we, we pop into the light and there are all these strange beings around us. It's like we're deploying our curiosity to learn from that moment. You know, we're wired to want to understand others because, again, that helps us navigate through this unfamiliar terrain that we encounter every day in the world. And we're wired to give because that makes us feel good. Yeah. So if we can master just sort of these, let's say, these underlying human skills, then the rest of it becomes pretty straightforward. Tell me more about generosity. Why is that important? And has it, how does that help us to win work? Or should well, because, we even be focused on winning work? Well, we've all got objectives, right? So the way it helps is it's about being intentional in helping the person who needs to make this decision go through their process and reach the point where they can make that decision more quickly and more efficiently than they would otherwise. So to do that, we have to be intentional about how we give anything that it has value to them that enables them to decide evaluate the choices they have to make. And at heart, it really boils down to this premise that when we're trying to develop a new piece of business with a client, for instance, is a couple of things are apply. One is they've got a limited amount of time and attention to devote to this task of making this decision. So as I get into in the book is you have to be very intentional about how every time you have the opportunity to interact with a potential client, that you are giving them a return on that time and attention they're investing in you, meaning that you are helping them make progress in their decision-making with every time you ask them to devote, you know, whether it's a phone call or an in-person meeting or a Zoom call or whatever, uh, or sending them an email, you know, with a piece of content is, is that a good use of their time and attention? And a good use means that as a result of interacting with you, they're closer to making a decision than they were beforehand. That's the that's just the the basic litmus test. Is yeah, you know, if you're in a business development or a sales role, is if you have a phone call or a, I said you send an email, or you have a Zoom call or an in-person meeting with the buyer, and if they're not closer to making the decision after they've interacted with you than they were before, then it was a waste of their time. Right. There was absolutely no value for them. So why'd you do it? And this is what this is where the intention intentionality becomes so important is you have to you have to plan every interaction with a client from the perspective of what do they need from me now in order to make progress toward making their decision. And so, you have to be able to answer that question before you interact with them. Right. So are there are there any pitfalls or danger areas or recommendations or warnings that you would give to people as they're really starting to understand how do they sell in instead of sell out? Any, any things that they should be aware of as they start to make this change and how they communicate to people? Well, it's this idea of being intentional about providing value. And, and that is really, that's at the heart of it. Because again, this basic agreement that we strike with anybody that's going to give us their time, prospective client, right? That they're investing their time in us. 
Right. Do they get a return on that time? Yeah. And it's not in aggregate. It's every single interaction. Are they getting a return on that time? And that's, that's really the heart of it is, is, and so that requires forethought. You know, you just can't robotically go through your, your process or go through, you know, what you might normally do in terms of the calls you make and so on. It's, it requires thought, requires intention. That's great. That's a great concept. What's the biggest surprise you've seen from COVID and how people sell and how they connect with people? Biggest surprise. Unfortunately, I don't think it changed a whole lot. Don't, I think there was a huge missed opportunity in people could still seize it, but I think that, that there was a moment where it could have been done more broadly. Yeah. I, I always laughed like in the early part of COVID is there's a huge amount of writing on LinkedIn, other places about, Oh my gosh. You know, if you're selling something, you have to lead with empathy. And I'm like, uh, dude, you've, always needed to lead with empathy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's not new, but it's like the people have these revelations. And so we missed this opportunity to, to really reset the terms of how we engage with buyers of all services and sort of reset the terms in terms of being much more aligned with the process they're going through to make their decision. And unfortunately, I think we sort of missed that. And so it's part of the mission of this book is to help Again, reset that. So we think more in terms of what the buyer's experience is dealing with us. Because yeah, multiple studies have shown that when buyers make the purchase decision, certainly in the business-to-business space, is that, uh, gosh, well over 50% of the criteria they take into account when they make the decision are their experience or experiences with the individual salesperson or individual who's, you know, soliciting the business. Right. It's not with, they're not making a judgment based on the firm they represent. Oh, they work for, you know, this huge mega law firm. Thus we trust them. No, it's based on the individual. And so you have to be very aware of this idea that what you're trying to do is you're trying to create a positive buying experience because it reflects on you, you personally. And you think about this and, yeah, legal, you know, I know you work dealing the legal market. That's, you know, one market, but there's this experience is replicated in many is that you could talk to half a dozen or a dozen law firms about a specific you know, matter that you need representation on or you need advice on. And at the end of the day, you're through talking to me and think, well, geez, they're all alike, right? I can't, I mean, they're indistinguishable. Well, that's a problem. You know, if, if you're the one trying to develop that business and the, the client thinks you're virtually indistinguishable from the next person, yeah, that's very problematic. And so your job is when you're developing businesses, how do you stand out? Because it's, again, it's not about the firm you work for. It's about you. Right. And the way you do that is, is by selling in, is by making the connections, is by being very interested and in getting this level of understanding using your curiosity to get this level of understanding about really what are the most important things to this person and what they're trying to achieve. And when you can make someone feel understood, right? A prospective client, make them truly feel misunderstood, then you will differentiate yourself from everybody else. So Andy, as people start to transition into the, the way that you've communicated this, what would be three action steps you would recommend to really start implementing some of these ideas into their daily lives of interacting with clients and prospects? 
Uh, well, buy the book. Is what <laughs> Start there. Does that sound too self-serving? We'll put the uh, link on the show notes. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, start with, start. you have to understand the concept. So you have to, you have to buy and read my book. Right. Uh, you can certainly listen to my podcast. I talk about it a lot uh, there. Sales Enablement with Andy Paul. Uh, gosh, up to close 1,100 episodes. And then, yeah, if you buy my book uh, on our website, you can download a implementation guide. So sort of take you through the steps of, of how do you start integrating this into your daily practice? Call it the Sell Without Selling Out Action Workbook. And that's free of charge for people that uh, come to the website and register for it. That's great. And any other action steps? Buy the book, download the implementation guide. What would be a third step people can take to start implementing this? Yeah, if people want to contact me, that'd be great. Uh, they can do that on LinkedIn. If I'm all over LinkedIn, very active there. And, uh, or could just drop me an email, andy at andypaul.com. And yeah, we do workshops and I do keynote addresses if people want to have me come in and talk, um, which I've done for major law firms before. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. This is, this is um, an increasingly competitive space. All spaces are. I know the legal space is certainly we're heading into a recession. Belts are going to be tightened. You still need them. You still have the imperative developing new business, either with new clients or existing clients. What I lay out on the book is really a easy framework that everybody can use to help them stand out when they do that. That's great. We're going to put those links that you mentioned on the show notes. People listening, just go to the show notes. You'll be able to connect with Andy directly. We'll put your book, Sell Without Selling Out, on the show notes and the link for that as well. I'm going to get that today. I'm going to start reading it, Andy. Oh, great. Thanks. And, uh, and what I want you to do is come back to my show. Let's talk sure. about more ideas. You've got a lot of wisdom that I think people can benefit from. So Happy thank to. you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.